Welcome to the Fat Easy Musky Podcast. I'm Andy. And on my right is Vance, sitting in front of Ranger, who is a dead fish with a raptor in his mouth. Yes, he is. It's the head of a fish. He's sitting in front of him. (laughs) (laughs) In case anybody didn't get that. (laughs) The the last 20 podcasts. Yeah. but, Yeah. But remember when you were in front of the Ranger? Yeah. And people were like, are you really in the front of the boat? Yeah. And we're like, yes, literally yes, he's laying in front of the in the front of the boat. It was in a it was in the newspaper. Yeah. It made it more, local more headlines. Sim- yeah. <laughs> it was a simpler time. It was a simpler time. Mm-hmm. But I think we sound better now. Yeah. I agree. It's a little more complex, but I agree. the evolution of the podcast. So anyways. You heard the great Todd Young speaking. He's on the telephone. <laughs> and uh, this podcast is brought to you by St. Croix Rods. Oh, I switched it up. Careful. Careful. <laughs> I'm going to slow down for you, Vance. Um, St. Croix Rods, best on earth. Check them out. They have a complete line of fishing rods. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. Has anybody heard of oh, St. Yeah. Croix? Mm-hmm. I have. And I've started using St. Croix when Todd started using St. Well, Todd's been using St. Croix forever, but yeah. he got me on them. Yeah. So I guess it worked. So, and right now I own a total of two <laughs> St. Croix. Actually, no, four. I bought two for my wife used nice. from a friend. Very nice. And uh, so now I have four St. Croix rods. Yeah, I have a, I have a bunch. I've been using I've them about for, for a while. Since 18, I started. 18, maybe. Yeah. 18. <laughs> Probably about 18, if you can. Mm. <laughs> They're great. Great rods. Check them out. St. Croix rods. Find them on the internet. And that's how I avoided the website. The dot .USA. Yeah. Okay. We're also brought to you by Boss Shad. Check them out. Great Facebook page. Great Instagram page. I like his Instagram. Putting mm-hmm. up nice colors. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Father's Day, what father wouldn't want a boss shad? Mm-hmm. Every father would want a boss shad. I know, but how would you, like, present it? I was going to say, this year for Father's Day, put a boss shad in his basket, and you're like, well, that's Easter. Yeah. Like, wrap it up or something? Yeah, yeah wrap no. it up, give it to him, and say, now you got to go fishing with me, Dad. I really think that it should be like the tooth fairy, and you should just put it under the pillow. Very safe. Under pillow. Very safe. <laughs> and... Just and safe. Yeah. Well, he'll find it. Down he'll, he'll be like everywhere. He'll be screaming, ah! <laughs> and then he'll pull it out. He's like, a boss <laughs> Oh, what? It's all that? great. I, you're forgiven, and you're my you favorite child. <laughs> Especially if it was a mud puppy color. Mud puppy's nice. Check those out. They're gonna get crushed. They will. Well, you guys better get them crushed. Lord knows I ain't. <laughs> so. uh you can also find your very own Boss Shads for your father or yourself, if you are a dad, at Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. You can like their Facebook page. You can go to their online store. You can buy Boss Shads there. You can also go to Musky Tackle online. You can get them there, MTO, and uh, buy yourself all the Boss Shads you're going to need. And you're going to need a lot because they're going to get chewed up. Mm-hmm. Did you see that one uh, photo that he put up recently, like a week or so ago, about 
the bait that he found when he was fishing. Mm-hmm. All those. Oh yeah. All those, on the snag, he found it on a snag or something. Yeah. Yeah, which somebody probably would want that back. And with with as many people that I'm sure you can reach with social media and stuff, there's someone out there that probably went, "That's my bait." That's yeah. My, that's mm-hmm. my bait. Yeah. He sent it to me because he said, "I think this one might have yours beat, Todd." It looked a little water. He, he had. It did. It did. He has. He has ours. He has the, the, my fire tiger on his front page, mm-hmm. and uh, he said, "This might have yours beat." I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it's been pounded some structure, but uh, by the way, I mean, I would like to have that if you don't want it. <laughs> kind of I, I kind of like those kind of lures. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's interesting because I guess I didn't I didn't really go into huge depth when the last time I talked to Paul about that. If you could see it, why didn't they go mm-hmm. and get it? Unless the water's way down or something. Yeah, the water oh, level... Yeah. Somebody might have hooked a branch and pulled it up. You know, I've done that before. Like, got the branch just right, and there's like, oh, there's my lure. Oh, no. that that wasn't my lure. Yeah. So, anyways, Boshad, check them out. Boshad.com. Mark's Bait Tackle and Ammo. Nice online store. Musky Tackle online. And I'd like to thank Fat Easy Musky Products. They've been like part of this thing for like the, day one. There's some good guys and there's some good guys involved in that. You know, I've heard that since day one. Yeah, I have too. I don't know anything about them, but supposedly, but supposedly, yeah, you can talk to those people on Facebook, on Instagram. Go try your luck on Twitter. <laughs> try it. I dare you. And uh, fattyzmusky.com. Uh, rod holders if you're setting up your boat or looking to upgrade your rod holders give us a fair shake i'll give it to you honestly because you'll probably be talking to me if you're emailing and uh you know our rattles aren't for everybody but i feel if you don't understand the advantages i'd like to at least show you the have the opportunity to show you and you'll see why people like pete mayna greg thomas tony grant dale wiley Spencer Berman, Mar Hammernick. Who am I missing? Jason Hammernick. Jason Hammernick. There's more out there. Vance. Todd. Vance, Todd, Dan Columby. Big names in the industry are using them and many, many other people. Hundreds of them have been sold. So Yeah, they're sick. And uh, so give us a fair shake and... Uh, that's going to take us to Muddy Creek Fishing Guides. Vance, take it away. Oh, oh my gosh. I've M- been promoting the uh, the whole time. Go ahead. You got it. All right. Yeah, fine. mcfishandguides.com. <laughs> get a hold of us. Uh, we do, we're getting into the swing of Chautauqua Lake. I think PA is pretty much wrapped up. Uh, Todd and myself can take you out on a uh, guided muskie charter. Uh, June's pretty well booked. Uh, we're starting to creep in on those fall dates and whatnot. We have some availability there. Uh, get a hold of us. Contact Todd, mcfishandguides.com, and we'll get you out on some fish. How'd I do? A little short. You but... <laughs> <laughs> well. You did good. Okay. It's short and sweet. Short and sweet. Yeah. Is there a tournament you want to promote? Oh, yeah. 
Keep talking. The uh, Chautauqua Lake Showdown uh, on June 10th, held by uh, Muskies Inc. Chapter 69 out of New York. It's at Chautauqua Lake. $25 for Muskie Inc. members, $35 for non-members. You can have as many people as you want in the boat, but you are limited to six rods total. Uh, Your three best fish in inches will win the tournament. Uh, There's also a $5 big fish pot if you want to get involved uh, with that. Uh, you could sign up through Zach Baker um, or at Chautauqua Real Outdoors. Check it out. It's going to be a nice tournament and a nice uh, giveaway and prize table at the end that uh, benefits the Minnow Fund uh, and kids getting out there fishing. So Now, I got a question for you. What's the weather going to be like? Fishy. Real fishy. That, uh, real fishy. That time of year is real fishy. I'd love to be able to do it. I'd, I wish I could. I already have the day booked, so I can't do it. Andy? I just asked you Bummer. what the weather's going to be like. Yeah. I said I'd beat you to it. <laughs> I just trumped you. So Real fishy. It's going to be fish in the boat, Andy. Mm-hmm. You Maybe. Gotta go. You got to represent. Mm-hmm. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah, don't you get the itch to tournament fish? I mean, gosh, you pick one of your, you know. I, I prefer take to keep one score your, when it means nothing. Yeah, but take take uh, <laughs> take one of your banked fun days and use it on a tournament. I just asked you what the weather's going to be, and since you can't answer it, I'm not answering you. <laughs> I'll look at the extended forecast. We'll <laughs> extended see. forecast for, for weeks out there. For weeks out. We're going to pull out the farmer's almanac? Mm-hmm. I'll do it if it gets you in the boat. All right. Okay, that wraps up the tournament talk. Yeah. All right, this podcast is kind of going to... Well, Todd, do you want to tell a... Well, we could get into the power rankings. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about them. I have to... You have to keep talking. I have to keep talking and talking and talking. Okay, wake me up. That's good. Podcast power rankings. Uh, We've been doing it since the turn of the year. uh, We're ranking things from three or four down to one, just positivity in life and positivity in the fishing world uh send in your submissions to our facebook page messenger instagram instagram messenger email us uh and we'll get you involved in these rankings uh so having said that we'll start with number four on this week's podcast power rankings uh and it's going to be mine and it's hooks on the depth finder always gets you wondering Oh, yeah. okay, so you're actually talking about on the screen, not mm-hmm. like actually laying a bait on top of the depth finder. No, no. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hooks, like, on, hooks on the depth finder. A deterrent for people to touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> deter- no, yeah. Stay away from the screen. But, uh, yeah, seeing hooks on the on the depth finder uh, kind of gets you in the feeling that you're in a good spot or, you know, you're about to drag a bait uh, across this hook's face and see if it'll go. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you could take this even one step further, but I'm going to blow this power ranking out because, uh, well, we could talk about it later. Obviously, we're going to have to repeat some at some time or very close. Like, I'm setting it up for mine. I might have already done mine. But um, <laughs> when you call it, when you go over a hook yeah, and the rod goes off, mm-hmm. I did that yeah. once. I was off by, like, a second yeah. from actually matching the reel. <clears throat> Remember that one, Todd? Oh yeah, so that that's kind of neat. You know, you, you get the hooks and stuff. I I always just I don't know. I wish I could like 
have two sets of eyes, one driving, the other's just looking at the screen. Mm-hmm. Because it's mm-hmm. like the only way you could really know what's underneath you, other than just an imagination. Yeah. Like probably, you know, Christopher Columbus and stuff really thought there were giant squids breaking boats apart and <laughs> sea serpents and yeah. stuff. So it's like your eyes under the water. And I really like enjoy finding big balls of bait. You know, I I like running the fish finder when you're in deeper water and you can actually yeah. like, it's no fun in four foot of water. You're not finding no hooks in four foot of water. Right. You're no. not even getting through the surface disturbance. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But when you're out in the deep water and you see the hooks, it's like, at least like we fish, you can think, okay, there's like a thousand gar in this area. Mm-hmm. Plus, there's all these huge carp jumping everywhere. Why? Okay, are, stop. Are Why they the muskies carp... or aren't they? Yeah. Why are the carp, carp jump? I'm going to sidetrack real quick. I don't know, but they jump all the time. I saw... 200 of them yesterday fishing, <laughs> yeah. jumping on the lake I was on. Okay. Yeah, they, that's what they do. I don't know why. I don't like it. I wish they'd stop. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I've so, seen muskies do it. Yeah, but that's cool. But the carp aren't. No. I wonder I wonder if there's Always like a... Always startles you. Yeah, I wonder if there's a carp podcast out there and they're like, man, this, this, this week's good feeling thing is <laughs> that breach and carp. I think yeah. that uh, <laughs> I think that there is there is like a big carp tournament circuit thing where people go carp fishing. It's, it's very it's, it's very big. It's very big. Yeah. Probably big. would just just crush the musky stuff. Yeah, but probably a lot yeah. of the carp tournaments around here was uh, <laughs> once you. You shoot with the bow, and there's mm-hmm. like some farmer that'll take him to feed the yeah. pigs or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think people eat carp too. They do. Very, I, very strange. But I imagine that it's probably. I've never done it. It can't be all that bad. I think the way that they, had, they prepare it is deep fried. That, that's the only way See, you can had, eat fish, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking I, at me I shaking had, your head. No. no. <laughs> I had carp before. Carp stew. They made it like a stew. It was good. Yeah. You get a lot of meat off them giant stinky ones, too. Yeah. Yeah, are they nasty? They stink horribly. Oh, man. Like, yeah, I just couldn't imagine. Like, the taste, though. Fishy or... Ugh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's just also like sheephead or freshwater drum. Yeah. In Erie, it's like the most awful fish you can touch, but in other places, people will, you know, go yeah. down to the market to buy yep. it. Yep. Yep. I don't know. It's just crazy. We baseball bat them. Do you? Yeah. Hit them over the head, throw them back in the water. That's wasteful. It is. I like to release my fish. Yeah. Well, secrets out there. <laughs> so for hooks on the depth finder. Positive. Positive. So you end it with baseball bat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to deter away from that. I've hit drums over the head with, you know, long pliers or a (laughs) a little little, uh, commemorative, like, PNC Park baseball bat. I've done it. On Erie, they're nasty, dude. People call them shitheads. (laughs) (laughs) 
I used to do it to white perch on Chautauqua all the time too. Remember there was that there was this giant like white perch takeover. People were like they're killing everything. Yeah, all yeah, the fry. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen them in years. Uh, whatever happened, it worked. I have a feeling it's PNC Park baseball bats. Mm. No, they, they they did have a big die off a couple of years ago. We caught we caught some last year off the dock with my daughter, but they're actually they're, very, to they're actually very eat. good to eat. Yeah, we've eaten them. Yeah, they're fantastic. I used to just clip them right off those little Rapala hooks and uh, just put the pliers on it and smack them off the side of the boat. There's, a, <laughs> I mean, hey, my uncle was doing the, you know, that's yeah. that's the way follow, I've been brought up. Young, follow the lead, yeah. young man at the time. Uh, all right, well, catch and release. Practice that with muskies. Anyway, uh-huh. coming in at three, <laughs> Todd, take it away. Excuse me. <coughs> oh, I love that power rank. Yes. I'm sorry. That's a good one. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay? <Let's... laughs> no. We're not editing mine, this. My, mine has, my, yeah, mine has nothing to do with uh, nothing to do with fishing. Mine is, is it your the, health. Uh, yeah, it's my health. I was I, I was uh, choked on a piece of cheese there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some cute you carp i was yeah were you yeah were you uh yeah you baiting for, car- for carp, carp. No, no no don't hit that cheese mine is the uh, velvet on a treble i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you it's deadly on is there carp. something that you want to tell us i've fished for many <laughs> carp <laughs> okay no mine has nothing to do with fishing it just comes back to one of my passions that i love uh spring turkeys uh that perfect perfect morning you know you hear the bird gobbling you got to take a nice long walk through you know through the dark getting there you get into the area you get all set up you think you're in the right area you sit down and uh say okay i'm going to try this you make a call boom there he is big tom strutting around to me it's the ultimate i love that stuff that sounds like a rush. Yeah. And you got a couple yeah. spring turkeys this spring. Yeah, we got a couple this year. Yeah. I mean, you're averaging, yep. what, like six an hour? <laughs> no. I, I, and no. I'm not saying that to, to say I that hunted. he shot six, but I'm just saying the amount of time that was on no, these hunts. I hunted, I hunted a couple of days that it didn't pan out. I mean, it's, it's, it's sort of like... Uh, you know, the spring turkey hunting is a little bit like musky fishing. Like when you're getting the follows, you know, you know they're there. Boom, there's a fish, but you didn't catch it. Another follow, another follow. You know, some mornings you go out, it just doesn't pan out. They're they're not in the mode. They're, they're not ready to go. But when you hit that right morning, you go out there, you make a call. There he is, full strut. Big old Tom walks right into you. Uh, gets my heart pumping like nothing else. Uh, and it, you know, to me, that's how it relates to the muskies and the fishing. You know, you can be in an area where you're seeing fish or it's not hitting. Then you go out that next morning, and there it is, bam! They, they, you know, they're grabbing, they're snapping that day. But uh, I love spring turkey hunting. Vance, Andy, they don't, they can't relate to that, but. Mm-mm. Hey, I've I'm gone. Sure I'm at least gone. There. Yeah, I've not. Yeah, gone. you've gone. Yeah, but there's some people. Like, there's nothing gets my heart pumping 
like that, you know, making a call, having that bird answer, play with him a little bit, boom, 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 you know, it's a, it's a rush. Plus you get to run around in the woods, you know, it's not like deer hunting, which I, I enjoyed deer hunting too, but just sitting there waiting, turkey hunting so much more hands on. It's a fun time. You're going to have to start parking further away. Well, you yeah. pretty much <laughs> get right out of the truck and they're there. Right out. I thought you no, rolled no, the no, window no, down. No, and... no, 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 no. Never done that in my life. <laughs> yeah, but, that's awesome. Uh, I, I, gotta, I have to try that one day. That seems like a blast. Andy, you had some fun. turkeys in your back there. Didn't you have a giant tom back oh, there? Oh, yeah. We, we, uh... Yeah, I can't even believe it. I, it drives me crazy. I, there's only two tags in Pennsylvania. Believe me, I'd be up there like, Andy, you got to do something about this turkey population. <laughs> well, like, remember, I think you guys were down in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I tried to yeah. hold the phone up to a pair of binoculars. It to, worked. It was, it, was, it was a terrible yeah. photo, though, but it did work well enough for, like, hey, look, there's turkeys back here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. it's just it was something i didn't grow up with i mean i i can see why people get excited i understand it um steve ranella compared it to like elk hunting there's only like one other animal that would really call back to you as like Mm -hmm. a bull elk and then a a spring turkey i mean you can get some vocalization from deer and stuff like that but it's not anywhere near the same level Mm -hmm. and i've been on the receiving end of gobbling turkeys i was i was very young I mean, you couldn't, uh, but I'm not going to get into laws, but I might have been 13, 14, and it was a Jake, and it was really close. I could not see a beard. That's how small the Jake was. Yeah. It had a red head, and the law was you have to visibly see a beard. So I didn't shoot. I was Mm -hmm. law-abiding, and I'd probably still do the same today. But it was gobbling, and it it was fun and exciting. However, I have been elk hunting, and... To be knelt down in a blowdown and have an elk bugle at ten yards right at you, it's not the same as a turkey gobble because <laughs> yeah, the yeah, turkey's yeah, yeah. twenty pounds and you got eight hundred pounds of elk mm-hmm. screaming your at face. your face. Yeah, but I guess I'm not going to be going elk hunting anytime soon. I could go turkey hunting. Man, you could right out in your backyard. I I yeah. I mean I sh- they're at the bird feeder. I just scoot them away in the morning. Just get out of here. <laughs> And they just like as they run away. That elk must have shook the ground. Huh, when it oh, it in. was, and it wasn't the one I shot. It was a smaller elk that did that. Wow. But, anyways, so awesome turkeys coming in three, coming in at two. Andy. Okay, so I I, I like to feel that I'm average with most, like along with a lot of people. They're like, I'd like to have a bigger boat. And, you know, whatever. I'd like to have this, this and that. And then there's, like, that time where you're, like, satisfied with the boat. And and you're like, okay, this is my boat. So you get everything set up the way you want. Depth finder here, this there, that there. and Everything, it's like all the projects are done. You got your tackle storage figured out. You got this figured out. The layout is there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I battle that with, like, oh, I'd like a new boat. And I'm like, really, do I want to pay for a new boat or you know any of that and then i finally realize when you're in the perfect boat i guess this is my advice is when you're like man in a short time you could say i wish i had a bigger boat and then a short time later you're like 
man, if this boat was just a little bit smaller, I could get in here. That's when you know mm-hmm. that if you're running one boat, you've got the right size boat. Mm-hmm. If at times you're wishing for it to be a little smaller and at other times you're wishing it was a little bit bigger. Yeah. So it's just having it set up because human nature, you're never satisfied. Yeah. No. And if they would quit like doing upgrades and all this electronic stuff, it would be much easier for you to be satisfied. Yeah, but something new comes out all the time. Something new comes out every day, and it's like, oh, that would be nice. That would be really cool. I'm waiting for, and they might even have it out. I don't, I'm not a big, you know, up on all the the super technologies of the fish finding. Why haven't they come up with, and again, they might, I might sound stupid. You just take your iPad, set it there, plug it in, and it's just, it's running an app, and it's doing, it's just a display. Mm Mm-hmm. And at that point, you got, like, the most powerful fish finder. You might have some, like, unit that's bolted up under your dash or running a cable from some storage compartment. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah, they uh, will. I think you can sync up your... I think it's just photos, though, or something like that. But, yeah, having something like that, just a quick... Yeah, I'm all for the cool new stuff. But at a certain point, even I'm like... Who's using all these features? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you yeah, can... I hate, I hate, I hate all that stuff. But I like the idea of it because I don't know how to use them. They come out yeah. with a new GoPro every year. They come out with new screens every year, depth finder screens, and you know, just as nuts. But like, I, I guess I'm gonna go on a limb and say, who is, whose fish are so incredibly tough to catch that they need all those features running at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you watch the pro professional bass fishermen. They're standing in front of the boat pitching a jig into the thing. Now I'm oversimplifying yeah. this, but yeah, really, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're more just I think looking for most of the time water temperature and depth. Mm-hmm. Then you the mm-hmm. walleye guys, and again I'm oversimplifying this. They might be just drifting and jigging, pulling a worm harness mm-hmm. or trolling, and most of that stuff is even water temperature and depth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think it's really cool when you see stuff on the bottom with side imaging. Yeah. What about the Altera? You know, that's a new, that's a new thing. The, the uh, trolling motor that deploys on itself. I think there's, I mean, besides the self-deploying, there's some other neat stuff that they, it, the, the motor, you can raise and lower it with a push of a button. Mm-hmm. You got, I mean, I get, I mean, it's the truth. I can't say made fun of. I smack a lot of stuff with my trolling motor, mainly because I'm in places that I should be smacking my trolling yeah. motor. Yeah. And I'm running up there to try to pick it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. I could see, it'd be like, oh, geez. And you hit it. If it, I don't know the speed of it, but if it goes up really fast, that could be, you know, an advantage over me just running like mm-hmm. a fool up to try to yank it up and yeah. hold it, wait till I'm over it and whatever. So I mean, that kind of stuff can drive you crazy too. Vance and I saw, remember Vance? Yeah. When we were down there, I was like, "Wow, that's really nice." Yeah, it was really nice. But um, when what happens? You can press it, that button. Yeah, and it and it doesn't and it doesn't respond. come up. Mm-hmm. And time, it happened to someone. Okay. Yeah. Down there at the at the when we were at the uh, tournament, I, mean, I saw it. I, I heard. You know, we 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 looked at the discussion. What happens if you? 
can't get it up. And they're like, oh, you got to take a side plate off. This is, you know, they, they someone was able to fix the issue, but that's what scares me about that stuff. There's more parts. It's another thing that can break. Yeah. It's another thing that can break. Yeah. So you hit the button and it doesn't come up and it's down. Now what do you do? Yeah, maybe there's a manual it, override. That's scary to me. I wonder if you can, who knows, we don't yeah, know. Yeah, there Yeah. Like, you know, you could turn it yeah. into just the regular one you'd self-deploy and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. That's what scares me about that crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's always in the back of your mind. I, I, st- I think it's neat. I also think that stuff is becoming ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I, 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 I like my Tarova. I like my power drive when I had a power drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but, it, you know, when you're just comfortable with the stuff you have and your boat's set up the way you like it. Yeah. That's my power ranking. That's a great one. Coming in at one uh, for this week's podcast power ranking, it's a submission from Will Carpenter, uh, and it is casting out your jerk bait, and on that first pull, you get a fish to hit, and you hook into it, and you boat it. So as soon as that thing hits the water, boom, give it some action, and that fish is already on it. You put it in the perfect spot. I yep. I, I like those fish that hit and you that you don't even have to like greet and try to convince them that this is what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Even though you know deep down it's not in their best interest to actually eat. <laughs> so I, I I would say that that is a nice feeling you get. Yeah. Especially like it hits, you know, you catch up the slack and you give it that first pull. And if it hits midway through the first pull, you're like, well, this one's going to be easy. I'm just going to keep going the way I'm going. Yeah, so what do you what do you prefer? Would you rather have that fish hit then or the follow in the figure eight? Give me the one way out there. I agree. I'd much rather have the one hit way out there. Me too. Me and too. and it's and I I'm a I'm a baby when it comes to fighting the fish anymore. Like literally I spin the drag all the way off and I'm just like, well, eventually I'm going to find you. <laughs> and just just no pressure. Yeah. I, and that's just the stage I'm in right now. I've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, don't I don't want to have contact with the fish. I enjoy catching the easy fish and to me the easy fish is the one that hits very quickly. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that splash on the water triggers them. It happens a lot to us uh in clear in in clear water is where it seems to happen to me the most. Yeah, early season, you know, when I'm fishing up in Canada, clear water. I mean, it happens a lot. Boom, bait hits the water. You start that first jerk. Boom, fish is already on. I like those ones. Me too. Yeah, I, I prefer that much over the over the boat side strike. Yeah. You Pissing feel- around with them at the boat and ba ba ba, trying to trigger the strike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You do yeah. feel like a wizard when they do eat at a boat side, but you do. Mm-hmm. I accomplishment, but I mean, whatever it takes, you know, just to to, it's, to catch them. It man. still counts regardless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is nice, though. But and yeah. you get a better hook set out out that far. You know, when you're doing the figure eight or whatever, you know, you might miss the come coming back across its face and all that rigmarole. But that is an awesome one. Hits the water, that fish is on there. Yeah, and I guess it could even transcend the different baits. It doesn't necessarily have to be 
a jerk, a jerk bait. bait. I, you know, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had them grab spinner baits before I even engaged the reel on the sink. Yeah, I mean, it hits the water. You're engaging at the same time, but it's all the splash. Mm-hmm. I I love those hits. So, got to be ready the whole time. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this week's podcast power rankings. Uh, coming in at four, hooks on the depth finder. Three, spring gobbler. Two, the boat setup. Very comfortable. Uh, and one, coming in from Will. Uh, casting it out there, and that fish is already on it. Strikes. Send in your submissions, uh, and we'll get you involved. Okay. Topics that we're going to talk about on this this show, other than the power rankings and all the other stuff that we talk about, um, kind is going to be, I don't really want to call it controversial topics on this one, but more stuff that's been popping up, topics of relevance of recent, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is I, I've been engaged on a couple conversations about fishing reels and Maybe I should just like not look at these, but <laughs> we're 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 since this started, Andy is is like uh, he's he's like a gear guy. He knows it's he knows numbers and he understands the physics and the science behind all this stuff. When he talks about it, I kind of it's it goes over my head at times because it's. But it makes sense. You you explain it really well. But I, I know try. I know. Just you know, Todd and I grab that reel. And you just I want, want a reel that I can. I just want a reel that I can cast out, reel it in. And so when continue we that I wish, process, I wish we had a, a sound bite that we ten years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and I've handed you reels, and you're just like, "This is a mess. What are you <laughs> yeah. doing?" And I'm like, "I don't know, dude, but it's working." But. uh when we have this segment like real talk, I feel like we should have like the '98 Bulls theme. The '98, like to introduce you, like coming into this, like dun 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 dun, because we're all about to get schooled. Well, no, you know, more or less what what I what I want to try to inform people on, and it's working very slowly. I've noticed since I had to rattle some cages several years ago on on some major forums, and I had to use some very catchphrasy topics uh headline you know i what what the heck a title that's the mm-hmm. word um, clickbait yes clickbait on the forums to get people to look and then next thing you know it's 12 pages deep mm-hmm. and people and you know i guess the, the biggest thing that that drives me insane about anything discussed on the internet is there's always the exception people and then there's always the you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna nitpick this to every detail just to prove that you're wrong, even though on the general you know, speaking in general terms. And speaking in general terms, I, I I feel that every several months or so to discuss some things that might be clouded in mystery on fishing reels should be at least brought up. And I feel it's relevant because I've seen a lot as of recent and I have to explain things. And if you actually like read all the stuff that I've said, you could come to the conclusion that everyone is overthinking it because really, I don't want to say all this stuff cancels out, but I can bring it around to where you're like, oh, it cancels out. Mm -hmm. And 
anyone listening might be like, I don't understand this already. And they're just going to keep hitting fast forward till they hear me stop talking. <laughs> so, okay. So what happened? A, okay. Th- there is everyone. No, I don't want to say everyone general terms here. Many people still believe that gear ratio is the ultimate determining factor on how fast a reel can bring a bait in. While, Gear ratio does play a part of it. That's not all of it. Gear ratio combined with spool diameter. So more or less what it is, is gear ratio is the comparison between how many times a spool will spin for every time you turn the handle on the reel. So you can have a gear ratio. Let's just go something easy, two to one. So the spool will spin two times for every one time the handle is turned. Someone might say, well, that's a low gear ratio compared to 4 to 1 because it should be more powerful. Well, if you were strictly looking at gear ratio, yes. But if you had a spool diameter that was... Spool diameter, you are going to now... Every time that spool spins, you're picking up the circumference of line. So if you have a spool diameter of, let's just say, 1 inch, you're going to get 3... 0.14 0.14 inches of line. So on a two to one reel, you're going to pick up, you know, six and five sixteenths inches of line, roughly. Mm-hmm. And on a four to one, you're going to be picking up a foot and five eighths, 12 yeah. and five eighths. So you're going to say, well, the two to one is a slower reel. Now, granted, if the spool diameters are the same, yes you're going to be traveling half the distance with the two-to-one as you would the four-to-one. Pretty much the only thing standard on all these fishing reels is gear ratios mm-hmm. That because they can print it on the box. Mm-hmm. They're not printing spool Full diameters diameter. on the box. So you're going to say, on my simple comparison here, that two-to-one is stronger than four-to-one. Yes, it's also half the speed. It's going to be stronger, but it's half the speed. There's no free lunch here. You're going to give something up in the end. Now, if the four-to-one spool was half the diameter as the two-to-one, they're the same speed because now there's just a ratio between the ratios. So that's where spool diameter makes sense. And So are you noticing in these reels that say, you know, two-to-one or four-to-one, they're probably going to pick up the same inches per turn, but they're not alluding to that spool diameter. Like if it's a four to one and people are like, Oh, I'll take the four to one over the two Mm -hmm. to one. But that four to one probably has a bigger spool, bigger spool diameter to make up for, to make it the same. Is that two? There there is, I I guess a good explanation on this would be if you look at the tranks, the original 500 tranks, same reel, different set of gears. So it has the same spool. One does mm-hmm. like 42 inches. The other does, uh, gosh, what is it, 34 or something like that. It's going to go from like a six. I'm going to drop all the decimals on this just to make it easier. Six to one and five to one. I'm, I did some rounding. I'm just dealing with generalization here. So one is faster on a gear ratio, it's going to spin the spool more times. It's going to bring in more line. Hence the difference between 42 and 34. Now, 
I've, I've forgot about this race that I had with Tim, uh, a fishing buddy that I had that I haven't fished with in a long time. And we casted out roughly the same distance. He had like a Curado 300, which is like a 28 or a 32 to one reel. It was the 28. It was the D and I had my tranks high gear. Now you're going to look, you're like, Oh, your 42 is going to smoke his 28. We had the same bait on. We cast out roughly the same distance. It's this ain't a laboratory. And we're like, go. And we cranked as fast as we could to get him in. I got it in faster than he did, but barely. Mm-hmm. We switched. We did the same thing. Now I have the slower reel. He has the faster reel. I still won barely. Mm-hmm. Now what, what that's telling you is there's a human factor involved with this. You're putting out so much power. Let's just say a normal person can put out half a horsepower. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Half a horsepower is going to move this bait only so fast, regardless of the gear ratio, regardless of spool diameter. There are some outlying factors here that like if you have an extremely slow reel you're not going to be able to spin the reel fast enough you're you you can't your hand don't move that fast to crank it or if you have a super extreme high gear ratio high inches per turn pickup so if it falls anywhere in that middle you're not really going to change top speed Mm -hmm. of what you can produce it would be like People like to talk about the mountain bike reference. Climbing the hill, you lower the, you know, go to a lower gear. Well, that w- that's true. It would be easier, but you're still expending the same amount. You're using the same amount of calories to go up there. Now, you could probably hold the same 10 miles an hour in the gear you're in or and pedal slower with more effort or drop it a gear, kick your legs up faster, still make 10 miles an hour, hold the same speed. In the end, you're burning the same amount of calories. And so we go from people using gear ratio to thinking that was the deciding factor. Then now the people are coming up with this inches per turn. That's not the deciding factor. Really, when it comes down to burning a bait, it's all in the person. That's why I said it really doesn't matter in the end. Mm -hmm. Because if you can turn the RPMs on a slower reel, you're going to be just as fast if you had a faster reel. I'll take it one step further even more. The reason I have a high, high gear tranks is I pick up a lot of slack line. And I'm not trying to hit top speed. I'm trying to pick up slack with no resistance. Mm-hmm. That's where the main advantage of a high speed reel comes in is if you can bring in line quicker. Whereas if you were using a 24 inches per turn reel versus a 42 you pull that jerk bait and now you have to crank that handle say six times mm-hmm. and i have to crank it three and a half mm-hmm. that's where i can save my effort in three cranks versus a bunch of cranks and to me that's where my comfort zone that's why in the end it, if you're trying to pull a bucktail burning it you're probably not going to get a higher top speed than what you can do with any reel you pick up off the shelf. Because it comes down to the person. It comes down to the person. Okay. It's it's like seven. I worked it out. Remember 
I think right around when we did that Kevin podcast, um, how how fast a mile an hour is, and it worked out to be, yeah. it's like seventeen point six inches per second is a mile per hour. Mm-hmm. And I put a challenge out there, and I had someone come out and say they didn't agree with my thing. I don't think there's a person out there that can burn a bucktail all day at three miles an hour. That is like 53 inches a second. Mm -hmm. I don't think you can do it. Todd. Even with a No, I don't think you can either. I mean, you might be able to hit that. You know, if you cast out, you might hit it for a short stretch. You cannot. They can't have a big blade on it. No. Mm -mm. So anyone out there that thinks that they're burning a bait because they go to a higher gear ratio or a higher inches per turn, it, it isn't happening. I'm sorry. You are going to, we're talking here 54 inches for three miles an hour. Cause there was a comment that was brought up on this forum saying, I'm going to keep using my slower reels because the fish will get used to these burning baits and they'll finally hit. And I'm like, what, what in the world? What, what are we talking about here? We're talking about an average bait speed of probably between 1.5 and 2.5 so with with that it's just not even um it's not even you know the speed Mm -hmm. at that point it you're 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 still trying to make them yeah you know but yeah i think it's interesting you put it down to it comes down to the uh the person and really that's that's what it comes down to now if you're picking up an enormous amount of slack line then a reel that can bring in a lot of line fast could be to your advantage because you're turning the handle less. Mm -hmm. And I guess the one area that people might say that I did not cover very well is that the handle length, the longer the handle, the easier it's going to feel to move it around. And one would argue, well, if it feels easier to me, that's great. Well, if you have a handle that say, three inches and a handle that's six inches and i'm talking from the center where you would you know the pivot point mm-hmm. to where the handle's connected the six inch is going to have half the effort as the three but you're going to be doing it for twice as long when it all comes down to it it's the same amount of energy mm-hmm. required to do it um that's why power handles are so popular yeah is people are gonna be like well i don't you're, you're not you're not really changing the speed i mean if think about this, if if someone was saying, you know, the difference in this, oh man, my my boat cruises so good at thirty five miles an hour, and another person's like, yeah, but all that speed, I really like thirty four miles an hour. You'd look at them like you're nuts. Yeah, it's a mile an hour. Your GPSs probably aren't that accurate. I know that you know if you start doing ratios, you know, a half a mile an hour uh, or a mile an hour at thirty three. 34, 35 is, is a smaller percentage than 1.8 to two miles an hour, but we're still, that's crawling speed. Mm -hmm. A a person can walk faster than you can bring those baits in most of the time. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's why the human factor I think is going to trump any mechanical advantage on, on, or what you feel is on a reel, unless it's an electric reel and then it can scream the baits in. Plus I brought up the point. And, and this is where I'll, I'll end this yammering. I think it's good. I, I think this is one of the, the best you've ever done. I'm trying to really go slow and dissect this. Mm. 
how fast can you work a glider? Oh, as man. fast as the glider lets you. Yeah. How fast can you bring in a creeper or any top water? I mean, you I'm sure people out there have just cranked the top water like the tail spinning. It it doesn't become effective when yeah. it's just like skipping on and the just spitting water. Yeah. Um or one of them comes back to the guys that are trying to run their you know, if the, if you feel you're burning the bucktail, go, you know, put the put the boat in gear. Put it at four point five miles an hour and put your bucktail on the water, see what happens. Yeah. How fast, you know, some bucktails that come right up to the surface, how fast can you work them? As fast yeah. as it lets you. And you're yeah. gonna here's a tip. If you wanna work a bait fast, like a like a bucktail you wanna burn, air quotes, point your rod right at the bucktail. You're gonna last longer. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but if you're going to try to keep that bucktail under the water and burn it, you need to almost put your rod tip under the water. Now mm-hmm. you're fighting to keep the rod tip in a position that's not comfortable. Yeah. You yeah. are going to burn yourself out. That's why on that form, if anyone's that listens has seen it, I said, I don't think someone can sustain doing that three miles an hour because mm-hmm. there's very few baits that can handle it. Like the, the swimmers that we make could mm-hmm. probably handle that. But you're gonna have to have the rod tip under the water. Mm-hmm. You're gonna need a bait that's yeah. almost like a needle. Yeah. No resistance and no no effort for it to stay under the water. Mm-hmm. I've I've used those swim blades like that too. I've stuck that mm-hmm. rod yeah. tip right in the water, cranked it a couple times, blah, 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 let it sink, done it again, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I've done it like that. It it does take a lot of resistance off of it. So. That's that's my thing is most of the time it's human factor that's limiting it, but in the same regard, there's also bait factor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I use my high gear for gliders. I like it. To me, I don't move my hand much, but it's not like I can say this bait works better because of this reel, mm-hmm. but this and that. I mean, it does help. Todd, I remember, remember when like years ago when we started fishing, how many times mm-hmm. you'd crank that handle? To, to reel yeah. up your slack line, you're not as high speed as me, but it yeah. has you have to notice a difference. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, in picking up the slack, in picking up the slack, because yeah. you're using the rod to make the bait go fast. Mm-hmm. But you can only move the rod tip so far mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. you need to pick it up and reset. So, yeah. anyways, that's my little yammering about recent topics. You guys had some. That was very nice. Well, I tried to. I feel like I. Get a better understanding every time I hear you talk about it. You did some great examples, too. I tried to. Yeah. Thank you for kissing nice. my butt. It was a learning experience for me. Hopefully for the listeners, too. Hopefully. Any questions, shoot them to me. Yeah. Yeah, don't ask Vance or I. No. We like them right out of the box. Just use it. That's right. <laughs> don't need to do nothing. <laughs> Most reels nowadays don't even need to have the line through the level line. Man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And your fishing. We can tennis stuff. <laughs> oh man, that's okay. bad. Yeah. Anyway, uh, with that real thing, uh, I got to be honest. When I bring in my reels to get you know a once over, I'm I'm going to be very nervous <laughs> that they're in the wrong. The brakes are set incorrectly <laughs> and all that stuff. I'm just like, oh, okay, shit. I am going to show you how to do it, and it, it'll help your reels. <laughs> it'll help you. Yeah. I mean, it, it, that'd be, I guess, 
most most casting reels now have two sets of brakes on them. And yeah. I, I guess the best way I can describe it is like the one where the old school where you just like turn the knob and it adds friction to the spool yeah. is the equivalent of using your e-brake in replace of your standard brakes. Oh my God. <laughs> it makes it sound very bad what I'm doing. Yeah, it, me too, because I still don't understand that other knob. That that other knob, it's like, what What the heck do you need to worry about? Why is there two here? <laughs> We're using the e-brakes. You're using, yeah. you're using the e-brake. Every time I crank it, I'm going to... That's bad. <laughs> well, now I'm very nervous. So, well, I, I'm, th- there is a little bit of e-brake that you would want to apply, but for the most part, use the brakes that are hydraulic. <laughs> and, and you, continuing with the truck example, I don't know of any hydraulic spool brakes on a fishing reel, but I'm buying new just to s- save the harassment. In the yeah. schooling. <laughs> I'll go over to I need to house. buy some new reels. He'll be like, "Hey, can you just grab a fork? It's in that drawer." And I open up, and there's a whole bunch there's of reels. I'm like, "Well, this ain't it." <laughs> go to the next one. <laughs> You're, like, You're weren't supposed to see those. Damn it! <laughs> I left a paper trail. <laughs> okay, talk talk to us, Vance or Todd, about the 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 thing that people are loving and hating. It's happening a lot on Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Uh, I don't pay too much attention to it, but, uh, you know, in the off-season here, you start looking on, like, musky uh, flea market, musky sucker-free, any of those uh, things. Musky stars. Several groups. Yeah, several groups. Musky stars now. Um, those are always popping with sales and stuff. And uh, I noticed baits out there now. Uh tough to get ones expensive ones in the hundred dollar range stuff like that uh people have been doing raffles mm-hmm. and i and did describe us to us what the raffles are okay so say let's just say you get we'll just use an example there's a uh a big wiley out there some you know we we i put this out there big 12 inch jointed king mm-hmm. uh Wiley, I'm going to do it for 12 spots at $10 a pot. Okay. And people will then say, I'll list one through 12, and people will say, you know, uh, you know, I'm John Doe, and I want spot five and six. And then somebody else says, I'm Jane Doe, I want seven and eight. And somebody chimes in, I want one, two, and three, and so on and so forth. So they're they're paying... You know, ten bucks a spot, and then once the twelve fill, uh, you do a raffle. Like a, I notice that people have been doing like some randomization thing on on the internet, but it, essentially it's putting a bunch of names in a hat and drawing one, and whoever wins that um, gets the bait. Okay, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. Um, I I can see ways to abuse stuff like that but so i think that you know i'm like yeah that's cool and and you see the you think a positive of it but then you start seeing these uh negative negative comments about it and whatnot and uh that's what really draws you in on any of these uh you know whether it's a review or if it's a comment on facebook and stuff you kind of i don't know it's just like kind of natural to pay attention to the negative comment 
Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. It just seems like it, there uh, a lot of people were uh, annoyed by that. Yeah, you know, I've like, seen both ways. I've I've seen where people have said, you know, it gives me the opportunity to buy a bait that was going to go for hundred dollars, and I put ten dollars on it. Mm-hmm. So since it's a or a bait mild, mild form of mild gambling, I mean. You're, you're, you're going to just give them 10 bucks and you get a chance, which is fine. I don't care about that. And I've also seen where some people like, you know, some people like it because they get that opportunity. Other people are like, do you remember? I've seen those quotes where it said, do you remember a day when people used to make a bait and put it for sale or you could call in and order a bait mm-hmm. and they would make it for you and you they would ship it to you? So, I mean, I can I, I can see both points there. Uh, I've never been in on any of those auctions. I do see them, but, uh, I've never dabbled. Yeah. But I mean, if, if, if that's what people want to do and you want to get involved, go for it. Uh, if you don't want to get involved, don't get involved. Like, like that's what I do. You know, I'm not gonna, there, there's no baits out there that I really want to gamble on, but, uh, I mean, I can see both sides. So um, maybe uh, we'll, we'll make this a little bit clearer. But okay, so say we are selling Raptors for 28 bucks, eight inch Raptor. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get it off us for $28. Call mm-hmm. us. We'll ship it out to you. Charge you shipping. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you get in, and you get your bait. Um, that's still there. But if we go on these forums and we do it repetitively uh and we say here's an eight inch raptor jerk bait uh six spots ten bucks a pop something like that Mm -hmm. and um we do that over and over again i guess some people are looking at it like these guys you could buy one off them for 28 they're making yes they're making they're making a bunch of money they're making a bunch of money what the heck is this I, i guess to me i mean the 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 craze of I don't know if we want to call it a craze. So is that the two sides though? They're making a bunch of money off of it, and then the other side is I'm getting a chance to get this for ten bucks. Someone yes. someone is saving money, but the person selling it could be price gouging. You know, like mm-hmm. I, I guess even you know at that point, if I was the seller, I'd be like, well, if I'm going to go through all this effort. I need to make it worth it. Someone's getting this at an incredible price. They're saving $18. Mm-hmm. But then, you, you, I don't know, I guess I would take it from the from the aspect. It seems every year the market is more and more saturated with new baits. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm not immune to this. I At one point, I had to get started. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone needs to get started. I'm not dogging on anyone that's just getting started you know might be new to this you know just getting their feet wet and whatever and i'm not sure i guess it's not the path i'm taking so i'm not passing any judgment on this but Mm -hmm. how with all the baits out there that are running above the 50 dollar mark and there are some baits out there that are well north of 50 to me, it's almost like 
I, I first off, you know, I, I don't, I don't think I could make a bait that's over that unless it's something very special. Just it's. I don't even know. Yeah. But I mean, I, I, I don't think my paints can demand that. But really, like some of this stuff that I'm seeing is truly works of art, truly flawless finishes. That that's something I really like looking at is getting the perfect finish on a bait. And so you, you get all that stuff. And if you, I guess if you're making one bait at a time and it's taking you two hours and if someone's willing to pay that, why not, why not get it? I mean, I, I, yeah. I understand that. Um, but then again, there's some that are really cranking on it. And in order to, I guess, get the money that they want out of their baits, without actually charging a single person that much money, this is an avenue to get that much money out of a bait. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've seen some, I've seen some horrific things in comment sections from, from things on people that do this a lot. Mm-hmm. And, Oh, very, very, I mean, it gets so ugly. Uh, it's, it's cringeworthy reading some of that stuff. Yes. And very cringeworthy. You know, it's so. Isn't that strange? And you can look at, the, and you can look at that both ways too. Like, who's posting those cringeworthy remarks? Who cares? If you don't want to be involved, don't be involved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If somebody can make a bait and they can put, you know, if you if you if you can take a thirty dollar bait and sell slots for, and get sixty out of your bait, I guess why wouldn't you do that, right? If you were in <laughs> that, the seller's why, position, to look at it. why yes, not do it? Yeah, if you're in the seller's it. position, yeah. yeah. And you have everybody, if you can get, you know, 20 people to throw five bucks on it, there's your 50 bucks, uh, go and for it. That, and that's what it, I can kind of compare this to, okay, people that do that and they're making maybe, you know, double the profit off it with mm-hmm. these these uh, auctions. Um, raffles. Raffles, excuse me. Uh peace of mind hey somebody's getting the bait for 10 bucks mm-hmm. okay it's like well i just caught a fish uh and i don't really i'm kind of nervous about posting it but let me make things okay by saying the water temperature mm-hmm. you know so the person's i'm making double the profit but the person mm-hmm. that's, that's getting it is five bucks i just caught this big fish people are going to bitch about it i'm going to post the water temperature to say it's okay it's it, you can kind of compare make it good in your yeah. head by that way I, I guess another thing to look at is i know recently one of one of the raptors sold along with another one on i think it was a raffle it was a raffle yes and it was to raise money and it was it's going you know it wasn't a bait I painted. Mm-mm. It wouldn't command that much. But um, I guess like these raffles, if you come right out and say, I think it's it's less, I don't want to use the word controversial, but it's more well accepted if it's like, this is going for this cause. Mm-hmm. This money is going to fund minnows going to fund kids yeah days, and i'm pretty sure that's where that raptor our raptor yeah raptor, the raptor yes. went to it, it bought some of the uh the combos for kids the combos for the kids yeah. at the thing and which is it, fine for the chautauqua lake show though it is 610 not and, and I, I also don't want to use this word but it, it, it it's going to paint the picture it's going to convey my message 
it's not like a person greedy trying to put this money in their pocket. This is we're raising funds here. You're yeah. going to get this very special bait or very special two baits. The money from this is going to be going here. I don't know. I don't know any premise of that raffle, mm-hmm. but you could say I could get literally a one-off on two different baits for uh, ten dollars. Now they're bringing in two hundred dollars or whatever. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I mean, that might not. That might have been an auction. Who knows? But yeah, still, yeah, it 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 went to an auction. But We're okay, but it, open it's, to auction. It's still, it could be the other way. Yeah, it, it, it can. Yeah, use your imagination and pretend that it, doesn't, it was. This. It doesn't matter. And you know. uh, to us, it doesn't. I mean, and and that was strict donation on our on our end. But yes, I I think that yeah. So you. There's another another where the money's going. Yeah, where the money's going. So mm-hmm. it's somebody's getting a chance at a bait for ten bucks, and then it's or this stuff's going to a good cause. And you got if you buy a ten dollar spot, you have a five percent chance. If it was a two hundred bucks, mm-hmm. so yeah. you, you got one in one in twenty to mm-hmm. get it. But if you said I want this thing, and you want to pony up the asking price, I want spots. One through twenty. Here's the money. Send it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. And I and, and I do. You know, it does. It it does irk you a little bit. I mean, I I I'm the same way. When I do look at that stuff, you see the negative stuff. It's like, well, why would you take time to post that? Just pay no attention to it if it bothers you. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. Like, why does it matter if someone can take a bait, a thirty dollar bait, and get sixty dollars out of it? Hey, they're they're living the life, you know. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're getting it done. Why why make it? Why yeah. make a scene out of it? But that's that's the way some people are doing it. The, you know, the comments on those pages, like I said, are cringeworthy. Yeah, and it it brings yeah. me to it. It's I don't just, understand it. It's just insane, and it the the most comfortable places for people to start bitching. And they, and they feel they can, you know, they can really make a stand yeah. and, and really be tough and puff their chest out is uh, behind that damn screen. And <laughs> and, and, and when yeah. people are behind the wheel and stuff, you know, like people mm-hmm. in, in traffic, people, you know, there's plenty of times if you're taking like a nice comfortable turn, you look in the rear view, somebody's MFing you, you yeah. know, and they, they feel comfortable, you know, encompassed in their little glass glass house and then. You know, people yeah, just pull the say, car in front of them, <clears throat> T-bone your truck, and see what they do. Yeah, yeah. I've, oh, I've chased, I've chased people down just because I've, I've had it, just to see what yeah. you know. I, road rage is, is is terrible, but it's it's like these internet typing rages that go that go on about. Yeah, this I don't, I don't understand it. I that's why I pay no attention to it. It's like why, 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 why are you wasting your time typing if you don't like it? Don't get involved. It's the, the guy's it's, doing it. It's the it's the worst thing in musky fishing. Is is, mm-hmm. is is those forms? That's my opinion. What the the negative comments on those forms? It, you know, they could be. Some things are so nice; it's information filled. But uh, the neg the negativity naturally comes out more than the positive. And you look at those things, you're just like, oh my god. And it probably just comes down to the. It might not even be what the person's doing. It's the fact that these two people may not like each other these three people yeah 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 and somebody doesn't like this person or something going on behind the scenes with that we don't know or they don't know mm-hmm. yeah but yep. i i i've i've I, I was told this several years ago and 
I'm going to clean it up for the podcast and also because I have a clean mouth. In life, there are very true. There are very few true a holes out there. There's just some people have a bad day. They rub wrong, you know, whatever. Yeah. In the end, there's very few jerks. Mm-hmm. Like complete yeah. awful people. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're on the internet and you're just something said or misinterpreted in the mode, yeah. It's like it's a feud forever. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah. But yeah, that, that that raffle stuff, you know, it it can push buttons because there's some people out there that may feel they have a better product and they just can't demand what some people are getting off these raffles. And I guess mm-hmm. sometimes if you do it right, you can do pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's very short lived. I don't think. I like, think I think a lot of it comes back to jealousy to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Je- jealous of what someone's getting out of it. You know, I got involved in something. No, I, I not a raffle, an eBay sale, but I got involved in something not too long ago. I I did a couple little eBay sales, a couple little ten 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 baits a week, and uh, I mean I have baits hanging. I'm in my office right now. There's baits hanging all over the room, <laughs> and uh, you know something that hasn't been in the water for a long time is like yeah, this thing works. I just I, I don't use it. I haven't taken it in my boat in ten years. Uh, I put a bait on an eBay auction. I started at nine ninety nine. I wouldn't tell everybody what it was. It was a legend perch bait. So I started. I start the auction at nine ninety nine. Took my pictures, put it on eBay. Here's the picture. It's got some hook rash. I ran it. Jointed, jointed. perch bait. Yeah, jointed. jointed perch bait has hook rash. Gets it instantly. But yeah, it had yeah, hook the, rash. Those joint. Anybody that runs those jointed baits, you know that that middle hook usually hits that joint and. That's, yeah, where, it's that's a joint. where the most, most wear happens. Yeah, carves a little hole. So, And I had pictures. I had like five pictures up there, showed the hook rash. And uh, I know what I can get that bait for new. I know Brian Boyer. I know you can buy it. And uh, I put it up there because I just hadn't run that bait. It, it was sitting in my basement. I'm like, ah, I'm going to get rid of this because I don't, I don't use this bait. Not that it's no good. runs fine. Uh, put it up. Put it on the auction. You know, eBay auction started nine ninety nine with a couple dollars shipping, whatever. And I'm I'm watching, and you know, it gets down to the end, and you know, the bait went for like fifty some dollars, which I, it boggled my mind. Mm-hmm. Ship it to the guy. He gets it, and he's like, he sends me a message. Said I'm not real happy with this bait. It says it had hook rash. I would call this severe hook rash, which I put a bunch of pictures up. You I was like, put well, a I picture wouldn't call of, that of the, the hook of rash. Of the rash. Yeah. Of the bottom. I took both sides, top, bottom, belly. I mean, I know who this guy is. I saved his name. I would never take a bid from him again. But uh, he's like, I'm not real happy. It says hook rash. This looks like severe hook rash. It's like, well, if you ever ran a legend perch bait, join it, you would see that it, it, it carves that out quick, and then it just stays there. He's like, and then this is what he wrote. He said, that bait should have never sold for that much. And he's the one that bit. And he's the one that bit it. And I said, the, the auction started at $9.99. You're, now, I, 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 I sent him his money back. He sent me the bait back. And I'm going to put it back in my tackle box and catch a big muskie on it this year. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But, but he, that, 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 that was his, he said, this bait should have never sold for that much money because i can buy a new one from brian boyer 
for less than that. Then do that. And I wrote you. But I but I I wrote to him. I said, "You bid on it. You saw the pictures and you bid on it." Now, to me, that was over. To me, that uh, you know, I was irked by it. But that's why I was like, "Okay, screw you. Yeah, that's... send it back. I'm not going to offer it to anybody else. I'm just going to go catch some big muskies on it because I can. I just didn't. It was just one that wasn't in my box right now. You know. Mm-hmm. But that to me, that was an extreme. Yeah, what I'm more or less what I would take away from that is that person um, is just out of his mind. High was was I think sorry. he was out of his mind. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, you got, how can you he got write? the pictures there. You got the pictures there. This uh, bait should have never sold for that much. He was like, he was like, his conscience was coming out. He was battling with yeah. himself at this point. Yeah. This yeah. bait should have never it, sold that, for this that, much. That was his platform for being. We later superior. find out. We later find out it's his wife that got on the message and yeah. just was like, you're not buying yeah. this, honey. I'm getting yeah. Send this back immediately. This is ridiculous. And go yeah. cut yeah. the grass. You know, first off, I, I never really thought that there was a degree to hook rash. I, the, the, the only, I've, I guess I, I can't say that. Check, light out, ho- check out your Wileys. Light hook rash and then hook rash. That I used. Yeah. Yeah, I know. But it was, if you were to say there's hook rash, you'd be like, okay. Light hook rash is like I put it in the water for 10 seconds and took it out, and there's just little baby, just ever so scuffs. Yeah. That's light hook rash. Mm-hmm. After that, there was always just two, light hook rash and hook rash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This, and this was hook rash. It, it was it not has, misrepresented. It has, it, has yeah. a, it has a hole carved in each side, the size of your pinky nail, you know, mm-hmm. because that's what they do. They all do that. I have a lot of them. You put. He's you, like, I've you, ran these. You know, I've I've been running perch baits forever. I said, well, then you must not run one of those because it happens to every single one. Mm-hmm. My hooks were teed. Everything. Uh, it, it, you know, it it. When I got the message, I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And he's telling me how he. You know, he has lots of those, and he would have bought it. He could have bought it brand new. And you know, you want to write. I don't do that, but I was like, well, then what the heck? Why didn't how? Why the hell didn't you do it then? I don't know why. I told Vance, I was like, somebody bought this perch bait. It's like $54. I don't know why. <laughs> the, the, I think that for, for him Crazy. to justify in his head and have a moral high ground was him saying this bait should have never sold for this much, even though yeah. that to him, if he doesn't think anything beyond that is like, well, I'm the one that bid it. Well, what was he your, bid it. What was your yeah. maximum bid then? Because yeah. very, it's happened to me where it's been taken to the absolute max of your maximum bid, where the next mm-hmm. bid would absolutely trump yours. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I most of the time that don't happen. You're like, ah, oh, I'm going to put it in for you know, if he wanted for fifty four, his max might have been sixty. Mm-hmm. So to yeah. him, at that point, that bait was worth that much. And you know, there's a part of you that's just like, well, Todd, obviously you're in the right with this. And you took mm-hmm. care of him better yeah. because the eBay thing, you know, you would almost just like, yeah, give me the negative comment. I'll, I'll refute it. I listed everything here. Yeah. I could have done that. Yeah. And, and you'd have been like, yeah, screw you. It's yours now. Yeah. I just said, okay, just send it back then. I have lots of people that would like that bait. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't think he really liked that response. Cause he, what he wanted, he said, 
I'd, I'd, I'd like to keep it if you can discount some of this. <laughs> wow, man. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Just send it back. I'll, I'll just hit the refund button. But uh, that's happened to me a couple times. But I've sold hundreds and hundreds of baits on eBay. And uh, it's every once in a while you get somebody like that. But it's, 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 yeah. it, it was a fun one for me. Yeah. That's, it, it, it's frustrating, stuff. though, because there is a party that just wants to be like, no. No. Yeah. No. no. I'm just going to do this. You bid it. That's why I like the eBay. I mean, I, I love the eBay. Let. I mean, are you doing anything wrong if you start to bid at nine ninety nine? Let it go. Or I've sold baits for what I thought was ten times what they should have went for. But if a couple people want them, let them get them. They want them. They can't get them. Maybe I don't know. Did you look at the bidding history and and see was this guy in a back and forth with another guy? No, he had a ton of uh, he had a ton of positives and ton of stuff, but. Uh, I mean, but like, did you? I got look his at name the, saved. Did you look I'm at the bid history of that auction? Was it him and another bid? guy going back and forth? No, no, there was three or four people. I did look through it. There was somebody who bid it right up close to him. I think you know. I think what some people do is they see a bid, a bait they like, and it's like, oh, I really like that. And instead of watching the auction, m- m- maybe they take a bid like that and put, you know, seventy-five dollars on it. So they they feel like they know they're going to get it. Mm-hmm. But they don't expect somebody underneath them to bid it all the way up to $55. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Maybe. You, you know, just throw a number out there. Oh, I, I really like that. I'm going to put 100 bucks on it, and I'll get it. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy. But anyways, that kind of hits like the auctions that people do on Facebook. and. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're not. I mean, I'm indifferent to to them. I don't know much about them. I, I don't even pay just, attention when anytime yeah, I, I see that random dot com come up on my Facebook thing that I'm scrolling through. I don't even. I don't even yeah, stop for. I it. just look. I'm like, oh, yeah. hey, there's. I mean, a nice I understand page. that they need to do it for proof because there's a nice there's paint some, job. There's some good money yeah. getting tossed around on that, but yeah, I don't. But if you want to buy something on eBay and you don't want to pay what you're going to put in. Don't, don't type bid. the number. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very simple. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice. So, well, that's kind of like what's been in, you know, recent topics, hot yeah. topics. So, all right. Well, if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can do it at fattyzmuskie.com. You can, there's a contact thing there, a little email address. You can do it on Instagram. You can do it on Facebook, mcfishingguides.com, Todd and Vance. Get in touch with them. There's contact information there. Boshad.com, Mark's Bait, Tackle, and Ammo, Ravenna, Ohio. They have an online store for the Boshads, Muskie Tackle Online. And be sure to like Boschad's Facebook page and Instagram. He's going to keep that stuff updated. He does a very good job anyway, all throughout the summer. And St. Croix Rods, best on earth. So good luck fishing.